section seven of the rover volume one number fourteen this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox the rover volume one number fourteen edited by seba smith and lawrence labrie section seven eugero the dane from the italian eugero son of godfrey king of denmark was one of the most renowned warriors of the days of charlemagne under duke namo of bavaria he had studied the art of war and the first battle in which he was engaged though quite a youth he gave the most astonishing proofs of courage and intrepidity he now resided at the danish court sighing once more to hear the clash of arms soon was the wish of the heroic dane gratified he was called into italy by charles the great who had advanced with a numerous army toward rome to defend it from the saracens in a former battle these infidels had taken from the christians their ancient and sacred banner which our hero now determined to recover therefore throwing himself into the midst of the enemy he seized and carried off the oriflamme in triumph commanded by two such brave warriors the christians soon put the infidels to flight and amid the acclamations of his people charles the great returned victorious to his capital the emperor's son charles served in the campaign along with eugero but in every respect this young man was unlike his brave and noble father being cowardly base envious and malignant the fame and glory of eugero far from inspiring him with generous emulation served only to kindle his envy and every heroic action of the dane increased the hatred and dislike which he felt toward him he allowed no opportunity to escape of disparaging our hero and when in battle always endeavoured to have him placed in the most dangerous situations hoping by these means to get rid of his rival in arms but the danish warrior always escaped uninjured and victorious eugero had left behind him a son of whom he formed the highest expectations the young baldwin had already given promise of one day surpassing his father in the practice of arms when he received a mandate from the latter to quit the danish court and repair to that of france there to benefit by his own instructions under such a master the noble youth made the most rapid progress to a handsome person he united courage magnanimity and generosity in a word he was all that a father could desire here was another rival to charles if he hated the father he still more detested the son and only waited an opportunity of venting his fury against him that opportunity was alas too speedily found encountering the young baldwin one day in the suburbs of paris he so grossly insulted him that the hand of the dane was instantly upon his sword but ere he could draw it from its scabbard the cowardly villain laid him dead at his feet when the body of his murdered son the sword still reeking with his blood was brought before the father horror and amazement rendered him for some time speechless to this unnatural calmness there succeeded the most dreadful fury fire flashed from his eyes he grasped the sword madly rushed toward the palace and furiously entered the hall vowing vengeance against the murderer on observing charles who pale and trembling had taken refuge behind the emperor he sprang upon him and grasping him with one hand in the other he held the sword before his eyes and exclaimed wretch behold the blood of my son it calls for vengeance brandishing it high in air he seemed about to strike the fatal blow 
when the duke of bavaria suddenly rushed upon him wrenched the sword from his hand forced him to quit his victim and while the emperor thundered away with him to prison he dragged him from the chamber on hearing the emperor's dread command the attendant knights afraid for the life of the hero threw themselves at the monarch's feet imploring his pardon but highly incensed at the insult he had received charlemagne imperiously commanded them to rise and quit his presence and never again to mention eugero's name before him then turning from them the haughty monarch left the hall the knights now exclaimed eugero is lost but no on learning how basely the young baldwin had been murdered by his son charlemagne had too much justice and generosity to take the father's life but to mark his high displeasure he banished him the kingdom and the wretched parent returned to the danish court bitterly deploring the death of a beloved and only son under the command of buriero one of their bravest generals the saracens now renewed the war and charlemagne learned with astonishment that they were rapidly advancing toward his capital he instantly summoned his forces to paris but having no such warrior as the danish hero and being at this time deprived also of his bravest troops charles the great was seen to tremble all eyes were now turned to the danish court and one and all deeply deplored the absence of the undaunted leader who had so often led them to battle against these barbarians but no one had courage to utter the name of the banished eugero at last the duke of bavaria throwing himself at the feet of the monarch with tears and supplications urged his recall but tears and entreaties alike proved vain the emperor's determination remained unshaken and the duke who loved eugero as his son retired from the royal presence overwhelmed with sorrow the gloomy and sullen looks of the knights at length forced the monarch to recall their idol and the duke of bavaria was dispatched to the danish court to urge his return on being made acquainted with the emperor's request eugero stood for some moments lost in deep thought then throwing himself upon his knees he remained some time in prayer rising from this act of devotion he exclaimed yes namo go tell the emperor that eugero returns but returns on one condition only if he obtains a victory over the infidels the murderer of his son becomes his prisoner and this thundered eugero the emperor must seal with an oath when the duke again appeared before charlemagne and informed him of the hero's stipulation the monarch indignantly exclaimed what a father give up a son as prisoner to his mortal enemy no never eugero shall remain at the court of denmark but the approach of a powerful enemy to the very gates of his capital and the fear of a mutiny among his troops at length forced the haughty monarch to yield and the banished eugero was recalled when the warrior again appeared in the camp he was greeted with loud acclamations and the emperor instantly conferred upon him the supreme command christians and infidels being now prepared for battle they only waited for the signal of attack when eugero to spare the effusion of human blood nobly offered to terminate the contest by single combat with the saracen general a proposition which the infidel had the temerity to accept in dreadful suspense the contending armies awaited the issue of the combat the signal being given by the emperor these two lions of war rushed furiously upon each other the scimitar of the saracen was opposed to the battle-axe of the dane and it required all our hero's address to cope with his rival in arms but at last a well-directed stroke from the weapon of eugero felled his opponent to the ground and the infidel rolled at the feet of the warrior a cry of horror burst from the camp of the saracens whilst a shout of joy resounded from that of the christians eugero was now borne in triumph to the royal pavilion where bending the knee he laid the scimitar of his enemy at the feet of the monarch but soon the hero sprung from the ground and drawing his sword exclaimed 
sire remember your oath and instantly the ghastly trembling and terrified victim stood before him ugero looked fiercely upon him while again brandishing his sword he exclaimed now is the time for vengeance instantly shall thou suffer the reward of thy crimes and with these words he rushed furiously toward the fainting charles who overcome with terror fell senseless to the ground a cry of horror burst from the emperor but ugero disdaining to take the life of the assassin threw the weapon from him and prostrating himself before the monarch exclaimed you feel for me sire as a father i restore to thee thy son he who so cruelly deprived me of mine at this act of tenderness and generosity loud acclamations rent the air and the emperor tears filling his eyes fell upon the neck of ugero and fervently embraced him End of section seven